At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. Anybody notice Trump has confessed to stealing classified top secret documents? Also, Russian collusion, the Mueller report. Trump was guilty there, too, but the Trump apologist attorney general appointed by Trump, beholden to Trump, writing to please Trump, concluded that no matter what kind of conspiracy Robert Mueller found Trump could be prosecuted for, Trump should not be prosecuted for it because Trump believed Trump was only being investigated to hurt Trump politically. In other words, if I shoot you and they investigate me and find that, yeah, I shot you, They still can't prosecute me as long as I genuinely believe that they are only investigating me because they are trying to damage this podcast. I'll get to Trump's inadvertent confession about stealing documents containing among the most sensitive secrets we hold presently. But let's look more first at this release of this memo that confirms what we've all known all along 
that the only thing fixed, rigged, biased, disgraceful, scammed, hoaxed, unfair, broken, incompetent, unjust, and or witch-hunted during Trump's occupation of the White House was the way William Barr buried the Mueller report because that was what he was born to do, to serve a would-be dictator by telling underlings to read the Mueller report, find anything that potentially imperiled Trump, make up some bullcrap excuse for each part of it, write a memo, make sure it exonerated Trump, and then present it to Barr so he could say, the finest legal minds in our government say there is no obstruction of justice by Trump. The memo was released yesterday afternoon after Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew sued the government to make it public. It reads like a master class in sophistry. On March 22, 2019, Special Counsel Bob Mueller delivered his more than 400-page report to his boss, Attorney General Barr. On March 24th, two days later, Office of Legal Counsel Chief Stephen Engel and Associate Deputy Attorney General Ed O'Callaghan delivered their memo to Barr. Two days. Two days. They took less time to write their analysis of 400 pages of earth-shattering importance. They took less time to write their analysis of that than I take to write the Monday editions of this podcast. Why, a cynic might say that they had it all written before Mueller turned in his report, and they just cut and pasted what they needed. Not to explain or summarize Mueller's findings, but to refute them. The New York Times quotes former federal prosecutor Sam Buell as saying the memo, quote, reads more like a defense lawyer's brief than a full and balanced analysis citing the legal authorities. Mueller specifies the times Trump held out potential pardons to scum like Paul Manafort, who might testify against him to investigators or an impeachment committee or whoever. O'Callaghan and Engel described these episodes as Trump praising or condemning Manafort or others based on whether or not they were cooperating with investigators. O'Callaghan and Engel also suggest Trump only did that because he didn't want Manafort and the others to make up false claims about him. Sure, Trump was talking pardons to keep his co-conspirators from making up the ugly, damaging, slanderous truth. Ryan Goodman of Just Security, often quoted here, called this memo a get-out-of-jail-free card and added it amounts to saying someone is not guilty of obstruction for deliberately trying to induce witnesses not to cooperate with law enforcement in a major criminal investigation. Infamously, Trump tried to force the White House counsel Don McGahn to fire Robert Mueller. He then tried to get McGahn to write a memo saying Trump never tried to force me to fire Robert Mueller. That's witness tampering, and it's also falsification of evidence. But because McGahn refused to do either, the O'Callaghan-Engel memo says you cannot charge Trump with a crime for either, because when McGahn refused to commit those crimes, Trump backed down. Well, here we are again, back to the hypothetical where I shoot you, but in this version, I miss. So, I tell an executive to shoot you. He refuses. 
I tell him then to write me a note saying, I never told him to shoot you. He refuses to do that. So there's no crime because you are not dead yet. <sighs> Obviously, at this point, you getting shot or me getting shot might seem like a better option than reading more of what Engel and O'Callaghan provided as the nonsensical rationalizations used by the bloated tick that is Bill Barr to bury the Mueller report. The people who should be reading the Engel O'Callaghan memo to Barr sit in the House of Representatives, and they should be opening an investigation into the memo and how Engel and O'Callaghan and Barr themselves misled the Department of Justice and the nation and history in an epic whitewash. Specifically, there is still time left within the statutes of limitations to investigate whether or not Engel, O'Callaghan, and Barr could themselves be charged with obstruction of justice. But before we drop this, for context, did you know O'Callaghan was one of the lawyers on the John McCain campaign team who was assigned to defend Sarah Palin? And this Engel signed off on the Bush torture memos and helped to keep the Ukraine phone call whistleblower complaint out of the hands of Congress. And Barr's father was a, quote, educator, unquote, who nearly drove my old prep school and a couple of other prep schools out of business. Okay, back to that which is right in front of us, lost in the maelstrom of the charges that Trump purloined memos pertaining to nuclear weapons and took 300 classified documents, at least 700 pages worth of them, out of the White House, and that they contain, per a Washington Post source, among the most sensitive secrets we hold. Trump world has always been like a kaleidoscope. You look into it, you see something for a second that is astonishing, then it all shifts and you see something else and maybe it's more astonishing. And after the fourth or fifth of these, you have forgotten the first one. So if you did not realize that Trump confessed, frankly, I didn't either until yesterday afternoon. This crazy 27-page motion that Trump's attorneys filed, or more correctly tried to file, more on that in a moment, in Florida on Tuesday, this motion refers repeatedly to the need for a so-called special master to go through all the documents the FBI recovered from Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. The master would pull out all the documents Trump believes are covered by executive privilege and return them to him. Except, what kind of documents are covered by executive privilege? Presidential documents are covered by executive privilege! Presidential documents, in fact, that have some kind of additional importance, not whether or not he wants ketchup on his Big Mac. Additional importance like national security, secret information, secret deliberations involving, you know, the president. Trump wants, in a legal filing, these documents to be returned to him at Mar-a-Lago. Well, how are they to be returned to him at Mar-a-Lago if he did not first take them from the White House and bring them to Mar-a-Lago? Trump is admitting he took them. 
If they were classified and important enough to be covered by executive privilege, and he says they are covered by executive privilege, he cannot legally have declassified them. He is admitting he took classified documents. And there's a new development in which Trump's last White House counsel confirms Trump took these documents. The Washington Post got hold of an email from May of 2021 from the chief counsel for the National Archives at the beginning of all of this, apparently, sent to Trump's attorneys. Quote, it is also our understanding that roughly two dozen boxes of presidential records were kept in the residence of the White House over the course of President Trump's last year in office and have not been transferred to the archives, despite a determination by the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, in the final days of the administration that they need to be. To wrap this up, Trump remains in a world of hurt. I mentioned that Trump's lawyers attempted to file this motion in Florida. You will recall that on Tuesday, when Evan Corcoran and Jim Trusty, the lawyers, sent the document to the judge, she and her clerk politely wrote back that neither man had successfully filled out the paperwork that would allow them to appear as lawyers in a courtroom in Florida. They were alerted that, quote, a sample motion can be found on the court's website. Charlie Savage of the New York Times reports that when Corcoran and Trusty tried for a second time to fill out the same entry forms, they screwed them up again and got the same a sample motion can be found message in reply. Only on the third try, Wednesday afternoon, did they finally get it right. I guess they identified all the photos with crosswalks or whatever. So now only one question remains. Can Trump attorneys Corcoran and Trusty find the actual address of the courtroom? Still ahead on Countdown. So Republicans rip the student loan forgiveness program. And then it turns out one of the Republicans' companies had loans for $3 million from the government that were, any guesses? You're right. The loans were forgiven. The death of the football quarterback Len Dawson and how he made the Pittsburgh Steelers suffer for 14 years. In worsts, what do you mean Marge Green just insulted her local police? And Peter Jackson wants to forget the making of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. How that connects to a warning I was given 47 years ago today. That's next. This is Countdown. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you run for office or take on the country's biggest problems, but they can help you solve one of the peskiest problems at home, pests. 
You know, the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, even the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know intricate political strategy, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. Coming up, he is furious at the Biden student debt forgiveness program, and he works at a company that got $3 million in government loans and paid back exactly no of those dollars before the loans were, what's that word again? Forgiven. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need whom you can help. Every dog has its day. Back to the pound in my hometown. The goodness inside a big, lovely German shepherd, about 75 pounds, his name is Dudu, is obvious. In his home, there was a 14-year-old child. He loved her, was gentle with her, loved the adults, but they never socialized Dudu with other people or other dogs. So he is on death row in New York City. They might kill him today. The best way for you to help is to go to my Twitter account for dogs, Tom Jumbo Grumbo, and pledge any amount you can afford to help defray the cost of a local rescue to pull him out and train him. Look for my tweet about Doo It's spelled Duo Duo at Tom Jumbo Grumbo on Twitter. Photos, email addresses, links, everything you need. And you can also really help just by retweeting him. And thank you.
Coming up on Countdown, Peter Jackson, the film director, says he wanted to go to a hypnotist to erase all his memories of the years in which he made the Lord of the Rings films. And it's for an even more bizarre reason than you'd think. And speaking of bizarre, Marjorie Trailer Park Green attacking her hometown police? First, postscripts to the news, some headlines, some thoughts, some snark. Dateline America. All you really need to know about the value and importance of President Biden's moderate plan for relief of some of the nation's staggering student debt is the reaction of the rich white guys. Senator Rick Scott, quote, today, Joe Biden forced every American who did not attend college or has already paid off their loans to now pay off others' debts. Democrats canceling student debt isn't a relief for Americans. Monday, Senator Scott who is a moron, complained about President Biden's vacation in Delaware, presumably because he thought nobody would know that he, Senator Scott, a moron, was on vacation on board a luxury yacht in Italy. We're believing that Senator Scott must still be in Italy and unaware that his social media manager back here is destroying his senatorial career. And then there's Senator Mitt Romney. When you picture him in your mind, please picture him looking adoringly at Donald Trump over that very dimly lit dinner. Quote, it fuels inflation, foots taxpayers with other people's financial obligations, is unfair to those who paid their own way and creates irresponsible expectations. Paid their own way, Mittens. Reportedly, Mitt's rich parents paid for his college, Stanford and then BYU in the 60s, but... They forced him to be independent and responsible there by only giving him $1 million worth of stock. From House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who will have to pay for Biden's debt transfer scam? Um, How about you, Kevin? Personally, you. You and Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. Thanks for your question, caller. Somebody named Rory Cooper complains, quote, White House is going to ask middle class families to pay $20,000 to households earning a quarter million dollars. Turns out this guy, Rory Cooper, is the former communications director for the ex-congressman Eric Cantor. And Cooper now works for a crisis management firm called Purple Strategies of Alexandria, Virginia. So what? Well, during the pandemic, Purple Strategies got two of those emergency PPP loans. Total, $3,291,773 from the American government. When did Rory Cooper's Purple Strategies repay those loans? They did not repay those loans. They were forgiven. Because one crisis management firm is worth like 164 Americans with college loan debts. Congrats, Rory. Now, Purple Strategies of Alexandria, Virginia, has a crisis of its own to manage. Dateline Washington, the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus, turned up the usual suspects doing what we saw them do as they did it. Plus one small surprise, a March 23rd, 2020 email obtained by the panel showed one medical celebrity urging Jared Kushner to make hydroxychloroquine available immediately as a treatment for COVID, even though there was no legitimate evidence that it did a damn thing for sufferers. The medical celebrity who did that? Mehmet Oz, now the Republican nominee for the Senate in Pennsylvania. Wait, there's more. Turns out Draz bought 2,070 chloroquine tablets at a cost of $8,800 the same month the pandemic started. 
Got to know where to invest. And Dateline Washington, the economist's political number cruncher, G. Elliott Morris, says, with a lot of caveats to this, that after the Democratic triumphs in the New York 19th and 23rd, quote, based on our not yet released election model, special elections so far this cycle are consistent with Democrats winning 51.3 percent of the two-party vote for the House in November. That is almost exactly the threshold they need to keep their majority, end quote. I will not go through the caveats one by one. This is just a preliminary hopeful sign. Morris also comments on a new UC Berkeley poll showing 71% support for California's upcoming Proposition 1, which would codify Roe, 69% in traditionally conservative Orange County, California. From that whopping number, Morris extrapolates, quoting again, that would imply that residents in 41 of 50 states would also likely approve codifying Roe in their states. This is Sports Center. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. Just one story from the wide world of world of wide sports. Len Dawson died yesterday. Len Dawson was a testament to perseverance and bad personnel judgments. He was the fifth player chosen in the NFL draft in 1957 by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But in training camp, somebody said, this guy is not our quarterback. So they traded two draft choices for Earl Morrill of San Francisco. Then the next year, some guy said, Earl Morrill is not our quarterback. And neither is this guy, Jack Kemp. So they cut Kemp and traded Morrill and two more draft choices to Detroit for quarterback Bobby Lane. Lane got hurt, and then they got Rudy Bukic to fill in for him. And then in 1962, the Steelers traded another draft choice for another quarterback named Ed Brown. And he was no good, so they stuck in a 10th-round draft choice named Bill Nelson, and he washed out, so they tried a guy the Rams had cut named Ron Smith and another guy named George Izo and another one named Tommy Wade. And that lasted a year. And then they tried an undrafted quarterback named Kent Nix, and they still had Nelson, so they traded him to Cleveland for a quarterback with the unfortunate name of Dick Shiner. And then they drafted another kid out of Notre Dame named Terry Hanratty, and they gave him the job, and he stunk. And by now, 1970, the Steelers had been so bad for so long, they had won 65 of their previous 174 games since the day they drafted Len Dawson that they now had first pick in the draft, and they took Terry Bradshaw, who you may have heard of, and then they won some Super Bowls. In the interim, Len Dawson, having given him one start in three seasons, the Steelers dealt him to Cleveland, where he got one start in two seasons, and after five years in the pros, he had actually attempted 45 passes in league games. That's nine year. He was ready to quit and go become a teacher when an opportunity arose to instead go to the new American Football League. And while the Steelers were going through 12 starting quarterbacks in 13 years, Len Dawson won the 1962 AFL title, the 1966 AFL title, and he played in the first Super Bowl. And then he won the 1970 Super Bowl, and he kept playing until he was 40, by which time he was already a star local TV and radio sportscaster in Kansas City. And he did that for 44 years. And he also did games on uh, ABC and NBC, and he beat prostate cancer in 1991, and he is immortalized in photos of him sitting on a folding chair, smoking a cigarette in the locker room, 
at halftime of the Super Bowl. Len Dawson was 87 years old. Still ahead, Peter Jackson's dreams of getting his memories washed away out of his own head. And what that meant for my own career and an anniversary I celebrate today. First, the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, Herschel Walker. He was telling some story to some audience about addressing 1,500 ministers, and he says he told them, I'm not ever going through anything my Holy Father isn't going through. If I have a mental problem, Jesus Christ must have a mental problem. Um, you know, the more I hear Herschel Walker speak, the more I think that rock bottom on this topic is not person, woman, man, camera, TV. Speaking of which, the bronze to Eric Trump, the documentarian Alex Holder, who followed the Trumps around on January 6th and who testified to the committee, did an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. One of the questions to Holder, what smaller moments about the Trump family surprised him most? What's the Trumps? Isn't every moment small for them? His reply, quote, Eric seemed to be pretty scared of his older brother. The natural follow-up from somebody else on this Ask Me Anything. Why did he seem scared of him? Holder replied, quote, Have you seen Don Jr.? Look, there's an easy solution, Eric. Next time you're afraid of your brother, Jr., just play Harry Nilsson's song, Jump Into the Fire, and tell Jr. it's May 11th, and he has to go to the airport to pick up the new shipment from Pittsburgh, and that, yeah, that helicopter is following him. But our winner, Congresswoman Cavewoman herself, Marjorie Trailer Park Green. She done got swatted. Shortly after 1 a.m., someone called the police in Floyd County, Georgia, reporting that somebody had been shot multiple times. They gave the address as Green's home, and technologically, they made it seem like the call was coming from a phone in or near her house. Therefore, an unknown number of police swarmed the home of Marjorie Trailer Park Green. I am not in favor of this, but... Green initially tweeted, I can't express enough gratitude to my local law enforcement here in Rome, Floyd County in Georgia. So far, so good. However, she then went on the Charlie Kirk show and said it was lucky that she didn't answer her door as she usually does, bearing a gun. And it got worse. Quote, if there's a police officer with a happy trigger finger, you don't know what could happen. If they saw me with a gun, they may have fired at me. It's political terrorism. Later, on Steve Rasputin's show, she said, quote, It's attempted murder. They were trying to get the police to kill me. Two problems with this, Midge. What do you mean, a, a police officer with a happy trigger finger? Trying to get the police to kill you? You back the blue, don't you? Cops don't make mistakes. Not fatal mistakes like that. It's always the victim's fault. Remember what you've said in the past? Don't you owe every police officer in America an apology, ma'am? And for that matter, every FBI officer, too? 
Second problem, let me read that first quote again. If there's a police officer with a happy trigger finger, you don't know what could happen. If they saw me with a gun, they may have fired at me. It's political terrorism. Marge is so close to being symbolically transported from Floyd County to George Floyd. So close to getting it. Luckily for her, she doesn't have any empathy and she will never make the rest of that trip. Marjorie Trailer Park Green, the police who I fully support nearly shot me in cold blood. Today's worst person in the world! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you run for office or take on the country's biggest problems, but they can help you solve one of the peskiest problems at home, pests. You know, the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, even the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know intricate political strategy, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. number one story on the countdown and my favorite topic me and another edition of things i promised not to tell earlier this month the film director peter jackson was on a podcast put out by the hollywood reporter magazine and he said his greatest regret about making the lord of the rings trilogy was that he could never actually go see the films it is such a regret peter jackson said he had looked into getting hypnotherapy to make him forget the work he did on the films and even to forget the films themselves just so he could go see them like the 99.999% of the world that did not direct the Hobbit flicks. Quoting Jackson from the Awards Chatter podcast, it was such a loss for me not to be able to experience them like everyone else was that I actually did seriously consider going to a hypnotherapy guy and to hypnotize me to make me forget about the films and forget about the work I'd done over the last six or seven years so I could sit and enjoy them. Just put your head down here on the taper racing machine and we'll hit the degauss button and you'll be fine, Pete. I mean, you won't remember anything since the year 2015, but uh, away we go. It didn't happen. Apparently Jackson chickened out. So no hypnotherapist caused him to forget making The Lord of the Rings. But one, I guess, made me remember a piece of advice that somebody should have given Peter Jackson before he made The Lord of the Rings trilogy. 47 years ago this week, I arrived at Cornell University as a 16-year-old freshman. We all got there on Sunday, August 24th. My folks stayed, I think, one night. And before they left, my dad helped me to find the college radio station, WVBR which turned out not to really be a college radio station per se. It wasn't even on the campus. We were driving around for quite a while until we found it early in the afternoon of Monday, August 25th, 1975. This is the anniversary. The address was 227 Linden Avenue, Ithaca, New York. I walked into this sprawling, always a little cold, but nicely converted old gas station and parking garage, and the first person I saw was a young, not-too-tall woman who asked me if she could help me. And I said, hi, I'm a freshman. I'd like to become a sportscaster. And she actually said, sounds like you already are. Hi, I'm Roberta Haber. I'm the training director, but we don't really start training until about four weeks from now. You'll see the flyers and the announcements. It should be the last Monday in September. I think we'll be able to find a place for you. She gave me a quick tour of WEBR and then ushered me the hell out. I checked for those flyers every day, and finally, there they were. Monday, September 22nd, an open house for would-be disc jockeys, news people, sportscasters, engineers, 8 p.m., WVBR-FM Studios. I got there a little early, and there were already 50 people in the station lounge. There were still a few open spots on the floor. The place kept filling out. They cut it off and started asking people to come back for a second open house the next night, when it got to be about a hundred of us sitting there and when it was so crowded in the lounge that I could no longer see the posters on the wall celebrating two of the most hotly promoted young rock stars of the day, Bruce Springsteen and Loudon Wainwright III. Anyway, we finally got started. That woman who had greeted me, Roberta, started the inevitable passing around of the sign-up sheet and then she said something that 
Somebody should have told Peter Jackson before he made those movies. She said, more or less, this may sound like a joke, but it's not. We always give this warning on the first night of training. If you ever want to listen to the radio again and just enjoy it, here's the door. Leave now. Several people laughed. No, <laughs> I'm serious. Even if you just start training and then leave, it'll still be too late for you to ever just enjoy radio again. And the further you get into it, the more things you have to cross off your list. It's, it's not that I can't listen to the radio anymore. I can hear every accent. I can hear everybody with a mushy S. I can hear the dead air. I can hear the bad segues from record to record. Well, that's bad enough. I'm in radio. But this is my senior year, and, and I can't just listen to music anymore. I used to be the music director. Now I judge every song I hear. Would this be good on WBBR? I can hear singers mispronounce words. I can hear notes that aren't perfect. If you want to enjoy radio or music, here's the door. Leave now. Uh, not so many people laughed this time. And she continued. It even begins to affect watching TV and movies because radio gives you an idea of how TV and movies work as well. There's an old saying, if you like sausage, never go see how they make sausage. Even if you like watching them make it, though, you'll still always think, I wonder if they're making it correctly. What's the recipe here? So if you want to enjoy radio or music or television or life ever again, leave now. The guy sitting next to me left. I did not. I wanted to see how they made the sausage. The inability to just sit back and flip the radio on and not pay attention to it was a fair trade-off. I had already been doing that in high school. We had a high school radio station. It wasn't much, but I used to then listen to other radio stations, the real ones, and go, that guy has a really, really bad New York accent. WVBR turned out to be the best training ground in the country. In my senior year, we literally had a 29-year-old guy from San Francisco named Al who wanted to become a sportscaster and a radio commercial salesman, and he moved to Ithaca, New York, just to train at WVBR. I loved Ithaca, New York, but I would never move from San Francisco to Ithaca, New York. That effect that you will hear every mistake and reduce every joy to something technical, that actually began to wear off after 20 years or so. I can put the radio on now and once out of every, I don't know, three or four hundred times i won't hear the mistake or the sibilant s or the news reporter coming on and his volume in the studio is too low and he sounds like this there are still some periodic flashbacks too to other things that happened early in my career there one day my clock radio alarm went off at exactly the right moment that deeply asleep i still heard the newscaster introduce my pre-taped morning sportscast now with sports here's keith olberman i sat up in bed immediately i reached for some non-existent script and began to shout indecipherable nonsense well you know that i still do it anyway they they didn't make me go through the full training program back in 1975 i made it onto the air about 10 days later a year later i was the sports director which was great except all 10 of those senior sportscasters who were there had graduated, and the day I got back to Ithaca in August 1976, the program director said, until you find some more sportscasters, you have to do all the sportscasts. And while I pretended that that would have been terrible, I figured eventually I'd probably want to take a day off from the radio station and, I don't know, maybe go to a class or go for a meal or something. So I put up signs in all the freshman dorms offering a quick training program, and sure enough, I got six or seven guys who wanted to be sportscasters, 
And the first thing I said to them was, listen, if you ever want to enjoy radio again, forget this because you'll always be thinking about how they make the sausage. I mean, I don't even enjoy sports as much as I used to. Well, they all got cleared to go on the air. One of them wound up as the general manager of the radio station. And you know what all that got me? The job as the head of training for the entire station the next year. I did that for two years and probably got 50 or 60 people into the station on the air or whatever, including one particular engineer, a techie named Ruby. He would never answer anything else, who later invented the iPod for Steve Jobs. And I told them all the same thing. If you want to enjoy listening to radio, get out while you can before we teach you how to do it. Sausage does not look that good ever again. And years later, when WVBR-FM hit kind of hard times, Ruby, John Rubenstein, bought them a new transmitter tower. And I paid for most of the new studio, and I named it after my dad and one of my colleagues there, Glenn Cornelius. I'm only sorry about one thing, which is that I did not get to warn Peter Jackson about how, if he wanted to enjoy anything ever again, he should have gotten out on day one, too. I've done all the damage I can do here. This is where I ask you to rate and review the podcasts. Fib, tell them you enjoy listening to the sausage get made. The countdown theme from Beethoven's Ninth, arranged, produced, and performed by countdown musical directors Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray, produced by TKO Brothers. That's me and John and Brian. The other Beethoven selections were Beethoven. Roll over Beethoven. The other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by No Horns Allowed. I didn't get the sausage recipe right, did I? Our sports music, the Olbermann ESPN2 theme, written by Mitch Warren Davis, courtesy of ESPN Inc. Musical comments by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. And our announcer today was John Dean. That's Countdown for this, the 596th day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. I have a new episode for you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it, Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.